Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to the Rosecast, the number one uh, Bachelor recap podcast hosted by a male interracial best friend duo in Big Ten country, AB. I'm your host, Tim Kennedy Jr. With me as always, the aforementioned AB. I don't don't think you need all those prerequisites anymore. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think we do. I've I've seen the numbers. I think we do. Uh, folks, we're here. If you missed the first episode recap, uh, I don't know. Just go back and listen, I guess. I mean, it's a podcast. You know how podcasts work. You don't need to, me to tell you what we did last time around. Uh, if you're listening to this and you didn't listen to that one, that just means you deleted that one. So shame on you. Uh, AB, how's it going, man? You saw the most re- the second episode of Emily's season, season eight of The Bachelorette. What are your initial thoughts? Not much, Ari. Not any of my favorite people really were on there. Oh, you have favorite people already? Well, yeah. Sean, number one, first and foremost, Sean. Number two, Ari. Number three, Jeff. Jeff was on there a little bit, um, but not enough. In Which the, one is the, Sean? Sean Lowe, are you kidding me? Are, oh, is this God for real? <laughs> <laughs> is this real life? Is this fucking real? We did this exact same thing. People are going to think this is a bit. This isn't a bit. Yeah, this is not a bit. This is grim forgetting. Something we it's talked about. not a bit. We recorded two days ago. I don't know. Whoa, coffee, man. I'll tell you. Whoa. Sean, here's the problem. <laughs> Big sexy Sean. Sean, Sean, Sean Lowe cool. has one of those names that you have to say both the names. You can't yeah, say Sean. You have to say fair. Sean Lowe. That's fair. I'll I'll take that to my grave. Well, let's get right into it. So, not much Ari, not much Jeff. I have a feeling this is going to be a short episode. We're not going to sit here and analyze the the intricacies no. of Stevie. We're here to <laughs> get to, I mean? We're here to yeah. We're here to get to. We're going to touch on Stevie though. Let, yeah, let's that's be clear. <laughs> but we're we're here to talk about Ari and big big Sean pretty much too for no reason. Hey, that being said, going to be a short episode. I got six pages of notes. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. We always say it's going to be a short episode. I got the same number of notes. I got the same number of takes. One-on-one date card goes to Ryan. The date card says, be my king in the Queen City. Mm. 
Do you have any clue why Charlotte? I know Charlotte's the Queen City, but do you know why it's the Queen City? No clue. No. Is it have to something to do with Charlotte Flair, the Queen I of Wrestling? Know. Hey, will you uh, will you pull them up? Will you keep talking while I look out the text line number? <laughs> I always have to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Listen, I'll tell you something about Charlotte Rim. It looks beautiful. Would you say that this Bachelor Mansion is better than the real Bachelor Mansion? Yeah, it's fire. The landscape in the setting. backyard. It's a better setting than LA. <laughs> period. If you know why Charlotte is called the Queen City, hit us up on the text line 773-234-7794. Um, and don't just look it up. Nobody look it up. You got to know. No, we want someone that knows it. Obviously, we can look it up. We just don't want to. Mm-hmm. Well, something called getting the listeners involved. I don't know if you've ever heard it. <laughs> Number one, male interracial. I forgot all the qualifiers. Um, one-on-one date, AB. Emily drives them in her Tahoe. I love that. What do you think about mm-hmm. Emily driving? This is going to be a really different Bachelorette experience than you or a lot of our listeners that haven't seen this season have experienced number one she's just gonna be driving around in her whip all the time her own personal whip she is going to be able to talk to her family all the time and like family and close friends all the time she's gonna be with her daughter all the time it's just stuff that the normal bat like ari's not gonna see he's gonna see his family like once in two months and he's not gonna talk to any of his friends but she's gonna have help along the way you know what i love that aspect of this and it makes you it makes you think like they really should do all seasons. It's a lot more realistic to be like, all right, everybody come to, to this hometown. hometown. Yeah, it makes a lot more yep. sense. It I makes like no it sense lot. why they... I don't understand why they don't do that. The people that produce it probably don't want to... Yeah, that's true. ...move away from LA for... Um, so anyway, yeah, unload some groceries. First date of the season, they're unloading groceries from the car and making cookies. Not everything is glamorous, folks. Real life. Here's... Here's my question for you. This was uh, this was obviously all. Do you think this was all set up, or did Emily just forget that she was the soccer mom for the she was the snack mom this week? What's going on here? Well, I'm dumb, so I was like, this sounds like she legit just forgot to make the snacks. <laughs> yeah, I like for the week. It seemed real. <laughs> the weird. The what made me actually think that maybe she did really forgot is when she went to drop the cookies off and he had to sit in the car. <laughs> That seemed yeah. strange to me. Like, you couldn't have someone take those in for you. You have all these people that can help you. He was in the car like like a creep around, like yeah. a, someone with a restraining order, like a you can't come within a thousand feet of the school. Listen, if there's a guy situation. sitting in a car like that at Izzy's soccer police. game one day, I'm immediately calling the police if he looks like that. He's kind of looking out the window, smiling, kind of hiding, hiding a little bit behind the door frame. Like, what's going on, kids? Uh, anyway, help. What do we got here, AB? Back at the house, the fellas are concerned that Ryan. They're like, hey, you think he's going to meet Ricky? Of course, he's not going to meet her daughter. Not- what are you talking about? <laughs> First day, she's even got had to ask more. some of the dummies. Some of the dummies over there even had to ask the dads, and the dads are like, "Absolutely not. There's no chance he's meeting them." Yeah, unbelievable. And then even at the end, a couple guys were like, "But well, what if he does? What if it goes really well, though?" And it's that's like, how the no, there's no scenario. Um. Anyway, I just wanted to play back at the house. That's the main thing there. 
Anyway, back at the date, you know, I thought Ryan had a had a real positive attitude about what would, in objective terms, be considered a very shitty date. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think if you're going to get into the serious relationship with the mother of a six-year-old, you got to know the reality. That's your reality. Your Saturdays aren't aren't watching all the college football games. Your Saturdays are schlepping around <laughs> all over North Carolina taking this little girl to soccer games. It's not glamorous. Not glamorous it's not at all. It's going to be all fucking balloon, hot air balloon rides and fucking fireworks <laughs> all the time. Sometimes you're going to have to get your hands dirty and do some shit you don't want to do. Like nobody actually wants to go to a little girl's soccer game. And I can no. tell you that from experience coming up. <laughs> yeah. From experience you haven't had yet, for sure. Well, especially if the weather's bad. It's like a nice thing of like the weather's nice and you're friends with some of the other parents. But if you're not and you're just going there to watch, I mean, the level of play is not adequate for entertainment. Right? <laughs> no, so it's not, no, it's not it's fun. Not. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's fly into the nighttime. They got the newest Chrysler, uh, the newest Chrysler convertible cruising, which makes them instantly the hottest couple in Charlotte is to have the new Chrysler, the, 20, the 2013 Chrysler convertible. Emily looking slamming in the raspberry red dress. Not regular red, A.B. It's got the, the hits of raspberry, the raspberry tone that I like that suits her, her golden blonde hair very well. Thousand, everybody in Charlotte's there for the red carpet walk up. Is this a normal thing they used to do, A.B., where they'd have like a red carpet to the, to, to the date? I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> no. A little uh, change of pace from earlier in the day when there there was no red carpet on the driveway, maybe. Um, what'd you make of the conversation between uh, Ryan, the, the dumb football player, and uh, Emily? Pretty <laughs> pretty decent conversations, I thought. Emily's delightful, number one. And they, they, they got into some, some, some topics about their life and about Ricky. She doesn't hold back. When it comes to questions on these dates, she's asking real questions, sharing real concerns. She's like, listen, I don't want this to be a game for people. Wants a guy who can come in, really see life here with me and Ricky. Through this episode, there have two been two guys who have kind of been faced with those questions. Neither of them, I thought, answered them adequately. I don't think Ryan was expecting that, but I think he gets by on his looks and yeah. he gets a rose. Still, and he's no- got a little. He's got some southern charm, so that works for her too. Even during the awkwardness of the, you're do you want to live here with me and Ricky? That's what you got to sign up for if you're going to be with me. Even after all that, I was like, no, that's a really cute southern couple. They just got good. They both of them yeah. are just southern charming, twenty six year olds, and I like that. And Ryan <laughs> is, I think, Ryan really, actually, really, really likes her, so that helps. They had they had some cute exchanges. A couple of them. Did you see the one where they're just like spouting off just random southern sayings to each other back and forth? No, they probably didn't seem out of place for me though, because people forget I was <laughs> born in Arkansas, so that's just my language down there. Really, what he's sayings? talking about like loving the chase, like oh lord, and all this <laughs> shit. <Yeah. laughs> Get yeah. on it. Yeah, I did. I <laughs> it said like 10 things in a row that were like, get on it. Oh, I'm in for it. You ready to run? I'm ready to run. Oh, boy, you can't. <laughs> Shit like that. They did that for like 10 seconds. But, I but love can it. you keep up? But can you keep can, up? Can, can you keep up? Ooh, you don't even know. <laughs> okay. See, yeah, I remember that, but that just seemed You're like normal talk. Southern for a while. <laughs> 
Uh, and on that note, obviously the day, it wouldn't be a bachelor. It wouldn't be the first bachelor date of the season if it didn't end with the couple dancing on a, on a slightly raised stage in the middle of the audience of a, at a country music concert. Seen this before. We'll to see. A band that nobody's heard of. Never heard of that guy. I was wondering, I was like, okay, maybe in 2012, I would have never heard this guy. Cause obviously like the 2016 and 17 people we hadn't heard of, and maybe they'll become famous. Still haven't heard of this guy from the 2012 episode. No. So. I think they were called Gloriana. Emily said she they were her favorite band, but that was obviously just a bold-faced lie. Yeah, well, appearing on The Bachelorette as a, as a country music group is not a strong predictor of mainstream success, we'll put it that way. Group date card. I don't care. I'll list some of it. I don't care who's on it. Listen, don't list who's on it. I don't care. I'll tell you who is who matters. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, yeah, Jeff, and Chris. Those are the only two that really matter. If I don't think Chris was there, actually, yeah. I don't know. Well, I'll list them off. How about that? Alejandro, okay. Nate, Alessandro, Tony, Michael, John, Jeff, Charlie, Kyle, Chris, Eric, Stevie. Double point Stevie. I don't think he's ever done a double point, but when I think of Stevie, I think of a guy that does a <laughs> double point. <laughs> and Kalen. Uh, I didn't pay, honestly, be frank with you folks, I didn't pay much attention to this date because Ari's not on it. But I know there's something with no. the Muppets. I noticed that our guy DJ Stevie was wearing a newsboy cap kind of 60 degrees sideways. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you got on this Muppet date? What stood out to you? So they did a, they split them into groups, basically a comedy group, a singing group, and a dancing group. Which would you want to be on, Rim? Fucking great question. Maybe before you answer Whoa. that, before you answer that, I'll tell you this. I think the comedy group has it the worst. Well, we saw that. None of the guys are funny. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to make comedy for, it's family friendly. You're with the Muppets. It's not going to be that funny. Mm-hmm. I would I, well then obviously if I if I'm gonna turn down comedy then I gotta go dancing, but as long as the dancing yeah. as long as I can put some edge to the dance, <laughs> like I don't want to do like you know a line some dance yeah, dancing, no. yeah I need a little Michael Jackson I've been, I've been I went down a Michael Jackson YouTube rabbit hole a while ago not songs <laughs> and dances but like documentaries and interviews so I'm into the Michael Jackson uh he's I'm a big influence in my life in 2017 anyway move on. <laughs> The other big thing about this date rim was Charlie. He kind of had a breakdown. Yeah. That's your boy Charlie. Kind of had a breakdown. Uh, I don't want to be this guy, rim. Yeah, but he used his fall Whoa. to get out of something. Whoa! I, <laughs> flat out. I mean, he's talking about he how. Him. <laughs> Listen. Whoa, AB. I, I don't. I don't want to be this guy. But he used his injury and his. You know. I don't know if he has any uh, physical problems still. He says he does um, to get out of the comedy bit, which we all know is the hardest part of the show. I can't believe this take. I can't believe it. (laughs) Listen, he did. He skipped the comedy and then he was put into another thing where he still had to talk. Yeah, that was curious. (laughs) He he performed perfectly. Flawlessly. So... She went on the big stage and performed perfectly. So I don't know. I don't want to. I didn't really want to say this, but I feel like someone had to call him out for <laughs> for using this. I, I didn't. I didn't buy that. I'm usually the real cynical one of the duo. I didn't see that. Didn't even cross my mind actually. But now that you say yeah. it, 
and he did perform very well at the end with the speaking bit. Yeah. Um, and he was thinking on his feet. It wasn't rehearsed when he was speaking. You made nope. me wonder if this was just an easy way for him to get some alone Got time in that dress. Not not just getting out of it, but also True. getting closer to Emily with the alone yeah. time and kind of the sympathy play. Whoa, Rim and AB criticizing the brain wow. damage guy. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Um, anyway, that... I thought Charlie came through at the end, but wow, you really put a damper on that whole the good the, the good vibes of that story. Uh, what did you make of Ricky coming up on stage at the end? I mean, I get you know you got to come up once in a lifetime, meet Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy, sing on stage yeah, with what's them. What's the problem? Well, I mean, it's kind of like okay, twenty guys, like you go over there. Here's my daughter. So all of them see her daughter from afar in person. It's just weird. Like yeah. you're parading around your daughter in front of everybody, but not allowing her to meet any of the guys. Just keep her out of yeah. sight, out of mind. It's a little strange. But it, like you said, it's a once-in-a-lifetime. Uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy have been doing it for That's decades, true. Rim. And they're, as you could tell from this episode, they still can make you laugh. Those two got talent. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch uh, – Did you? What were, what were you into as a kid? Were you into the actual live-action Muppets or were you more of a – I was a Muppet Babies guy for sure. No, I was a live-action. Hmm, interesting. Yep. The little yin and yang, Rim and AB. Group date, nighttime. <laughs> uh, Chris, Wait, I, hold up, Rim. Go ahead. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to give some quick grades on Emily's performance in all the categories of the day. She she had the comedy, singing, and dancing. I'll give you her comedy first. I'll give her a, a six. She had good timing. I thought she she's not overly funny, but she 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 worked well with Kermit. I'll give her that. She wasn't nervous. Dancing. She didn't seem like it. Yeah. Her dancing, give that a three. She's a she's a very bad dancer. Uh, yikes! Singing, a one, abysmal, <laughs> trash singer, <laughs> trash singer, bad performer overall. Overall, I'd give her a, I'd say a D. All right, okay, so so six, three, and one equals, equals a D. Equals a D. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm not going to be able to compete with those grades. So let's move on to the group date nighttime. Main thing, main takeaway here is that Emily is obsessed with Jeff. Whoa, whoa! She she's, she's doing school that girling around Jeff. Yeah, she's doing that thing where you're like, "Why won't you talk to me?" <laughs> that means you're number one on the whoa. list. Jeff. Jeff's like, you know, Jeff plays it pretty cool. He's like, hey, you know, what do you want? What do you want to talk about? Like, keep it real cash. Be look, keep a little hard to get. Little little arms length. Leave her wanting more. Big Jeff guy. She is begging for attention from Jeff. <laughs> and he's not going to give her too much yet. <laughs> no. That's not part of that's not Jeff's style. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right, that's all I have from that group date. Chris was kind of weird. Um... Emily said he was really good looking, really attractive. I don't get that vibe from Chris. Yeah. Like we said in episode one, Chris just has that every man douche look. He looks like a douche. I'm sorry. That's what Chris reminds me. When I think of Chris, I think of people I don't, I think of Chris, dudes I don't get along with. Chris also gets mad that he doesn't get the, the rose, the group rose. Jeff got the group rose, by the way. Um, yep. And Chris gets mad, and it's becoming clear that he's going to be the angry guy in the house in terms of, like, not getting the group <laughs> rose ever. Because I'm pretty sure he did as well on the first impression. He thought the bobbleheads yeah. would get him the rose. Another thing that stood out to me about the group date nighttime? Poor DJ Stevie doing a little, uh, doing a little slow dance. Back in our day, B, we called this simping, and it was not <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> Uh, and, if, and the the second part of that means that your boys are going to spy on you and roast you behind <laughs> your back. That's how that goes. Uh, Kalen, and there's always one of these. His reaction was to the guys kind of spying was, it seems like the guys are more interested in hanging out with themselves than spending time with Emily. What, what do you want me to apologize? Once in a lifetime experience? Having a great time with pals? Yeah. Obviously, the majority of them know they're not going to win, so they're just having a fun time. Relax. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. What do you make of uh, Kalen and uh, DJ Stevie's kind of showdown? Stevie's Stevie obviously getting drunk. Stevie's sloshed off the. And listen, I can't be upset with Stevie because if I was in this situation in this house with the open premium liquor bar at all times, I would be. I I drink way too much, just like Stevie. No big deal. Yeah, well, the difference between you, me, and Stevie is that we'd be having a good time with the private stock, and Stevie's, like, brooding in the corner. (laughs) I don't like you, man. (laughs) Kalen with the line of the season. I can't imagine there's a better line than this. I wouldn't like me either if I were you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Fortunately, I'm me. Amazing burn. Amazing burn. Classic white-collar, blue-collar situation going on here. Oh yeah. oh yeah private school public school right here and kate and stevie is yep. speechless you can't say anything <laughs> to that like you're right i'm me i'm me and i'm jealous of you that's what it comes down to anyway we're done with that group date jeff got the group date rose let's move on to the one-on-one date with joe why would you pick joe out of all these guys, like the Ari's got no time. The hairline is its atrocious. He seems like a nice guy, but the hairline stinks. That's all <laughs> that comes down to it. I looked up Joe's current day LinkedIn. He looks better now than he did then. Okay. Got a little flex flex of gray. You know, the hair's not as long, so it's not like pulling. Yeah. It. Just, he looks like a normal guy now. In this, Joe looks pretty good now. I wrote down that he looks like a cheap-ass Matthew McConaughey. I don't know if you see that at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, he does. He looks like if uh, Matthew McConaughey, the body of a god. He looks like if Matthew, he looks like Matthew McConaughey's like fraternal twin brother <laughs> who's like trying to look like him, but, <laughs> but not in that. Never broke yeah, in. Yeah, but never broke in, and he like doesn't work out as much and all that yeah. stuff. Um, 
There anyway, but there you you want to talk about a stark difference from the first one-on-one date. They're taking a damn private jet to West Virginia. B, what do you got on uh, the Greenbrier? Listen, I didn't pay much attention. I figured this guy was going home. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> uh, well, I will say that he was wildly underdressed. <laughs> Joe seems like a fine dude. He just they're convos. They don't have any deep convos yet, which is. I know you can say it's early, but that's Emily's thing is really probing, getting to the point of, hey, you sure you want to be uh, Ricky's dad? Ricky, her daughter, named, of course, for the famed baseball uh, base dealer, Ricky Henderson. <laughs> okay, um, Rim. Okay, Rim. Hold up. <laughs> hold up. Do you realize, let me, before you roast the name every single episode, <laughs> do you realize that she's named after her dead father, Ricky Hendricks, whose father is the head of Hendrix Motors, which is like one of the biggest. <laughs> Didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Ricky after Ricky Hendrix. Also, that's not her real name. It's like, that's like her middle name or something. I, I read, I read up on it because I figured uh, I you calling her Ricky after named after Ricky Lake. That has to be something with Ricky here. I figured there was something up. And it's at, it's named after the uh, the deceased father. Sorry, Rim. Boy, boy, <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad about that. All right, well, we'll keep. And thus retires the Rim, Rim Ricky bit. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Man, God, just the name too doesn't help. That really makes my Ricky Henderson joke look even in more poor t- <laughs> in poorer taste. All right. Anyway. Uh, back to the date. Joe really struggles with the "Where do you see yourself in five years?" question. He's got almost as if he didn't expect it. He's got nothing. He was like, "I'll uh, I'll move wherever you want," but no, Joe. Like, come on, life, man, kids, come on, career, love, Just think family. About, think about how Jeff would have answered that. It would have been fucking awesome. It would have oh, blown yeah. <laughs> it would have blown your socks off with how well he answered that question. What do you? What was that clock thing they did? The love clock? I didn't know. <laughs> All right, you weren't paying attention, and neither was I. The bottom line is Emily knew that Joe wasn't the guy, um, and she feels really bad about it. This is where we see the first peak of Emily being like, "Man, this is this is tough." She she felt genuinely awful about having to tell nice guy Joe that he's got to go. Too sweet for the show. Too sweet for the show. It's gonna be tough for her to yeah, send. Yeah, that's home. the thing. If you're having trouble, it was kind of like we've said in past seasons. If you're having trouble. With this guy you never had feelings for, letting him go on the first night, and you're crying, it's going to be a rough season for you, girl. What'd you make of the uh, the the goodbye was kind of confrontational, I'll say. There was no goodbye hug. Joe looked kind of pissed. Joe was pissed. And then the fireworks popped off anyway. <laughs> so Emily's just sitting there with the fireworks. We we skipped over something before the the end of that one on one date. A B. Back at the house, Kaylin, aka Bruce Wayne, aka Douche Wayne. <laughs> yeah, Kaylin is concerned on day two about being the father of someone else's child. This really rankles Doug. Who has an 11-year-old? Okay, man. That's Doug in a nutshell. Hey, I got an 11-year-old kid. <laughs> okay, whoa, Doug. Relax. Hey. 
relax. Congrats on the sex, but relax. Uh, what you what you make of this bizarre showdown between Doug and Kalen? What really got Doug going is when Kalen told Doug that by him by them being there, they're putting being dad on a hold. Is he not? I Doug gets super mad and yeah. demands an apology from him. But then to tell you something on if he's if he personally thinks that he's putting himself being a dad on hold, he then goes on to justify why it's all right that he's putting <laughs> yeah, being a dad on hold. Well, yeah. you know, I didn't want to do it, but then my son told me I had to, I needed to get out of the house. So you're you're basically confirming what Kalen said that you are putting dad be putting being on a dad on hold, but. You'd like to justify it. So I don't understand why he was so mad. That's exactly what you're doing. You're little, going on a, a two-month vacation away from your kid. A little defensive. I was going to ask you, like, yeah. what if you just went away for two months, A.B.? Like, would you not consider, like, that being a vacation from being a dad, essentially? That's, like, you're not you FaceTimer once a week? <laughs> that's taking a time out from being a dad. That's serious. <laughs> Kalen called it out exactly. I mean, you, Kalen probably shouldn't have said it because obviously that was going to rub some people the wrong way. But... I mean, he's not wrong. I like this year's villain. I like this villain a lot. He's, I haven't disagreed with him yet. I know I will at some point, and I know I'll piss him off at some point, but he hasn't been wrong he doesn't, yet. He doesn't think things through. He says something unforgivable later in the season. Ooh, Spoiler alert. Unforgivable. Nice. <laughs> it's, ob it's obviously about Emily's daughter, but whatever. <laughs> so far, so far, I like what I see out of Caitlin. <laughs> The problem the problem with doing uh, recaps of an old season is that I'll say something like that and then listeners will get on me being like, yeah. well, how could you like Kaylin? He did this, this, and this. I'm like, I don't know that yet. You understand? Like, I don't know that, how big of a scumbag people gotta is. People got to realize we're treating this like we're watching it five years ago. Not to mm -hmm. – like even – I told you, Jeff, there's some shit on Jeff on the internet right now that is not – it's not a good look for Jeff, but sure. what I've seen from him on this season so far, he's an awesome dude. They're characters on a TV show. That's folks. what we're I'm treating them as. I'm just, I don't like, it's like uh, the kid who played Alfie in My Brother and Me, or excuse me, which one was older? Was it Alfie or Dee Dee? Alfie, I think. Okay. Uh, quick little know. my brother quick little my brother and me rundown all right alfie and Dee Dee and goo on my brother and me great show only lasted two seasons on nickelodeon my favorite episode was when kendall gill was at the comic book shop signing sure. autographs obviously Dee Dee, i think the younger one Dee Dee, grew up his name was ralph wilfork or something like that he grew up to be like a a stand-up like big-time police officer in atlanta georgia this is one of a this is an all-time tangent that has i've lost myself in this analogy right here <laughs> the older brother Alfie didn't act anymore. Uh, you can find him on the internet. Alfie's up to no good. All right, Alfie's causing trouble, committing crimes. Dee Dee, on the other hand, is is locking people up and cause crimes. I can go back and watch the show and say, like, man, Alfie's the best. That doesn't mean I support what Alfie did later in life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hear you. Just I like if you. I like Jeff, it doesn't mean I support what Jeff did later in life. Anyway, moving on. You got anything on my brother and me? It looks like you're looking something up. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the cocktail party. AB, Ari had some one-on-one -on -one time with Emily, hmm. and he's in an interesting... What, are you just now finding this out? <laughs> <laughs> News to me. <laughs> he's in an interesting spot here because there's been three date cards, and he hasn't been on any of them. Normally, yeah. guys in this situation 
They're desperate. Their confidence panic. is shook. They're panicked. They think they're not getting a rose that night uh, because they haven't warranted any attention from the lead. Ari, I don't think, came off as panicked. He was casual. He was engaging in a relaxed way. He 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 asked Emily questions that were not too kind of far ahead in the game. Like he he approached it like he understood that hey, you're dealing with twenty some other guys here. Um, he even said at one point like, how do you remember all this stuff, all these names, all these backstories? I like the way he interacted with Emily here. Just honest, get to know you icebreaker questions. There was one thing that rubbed me the wrong way when he goes, well, what do you do? What do you do for fun here? Like he meant it in a nice way. Well, she's a mother. So it's not like she's, <laughs> yeah, they she's not going out clubbing Ari. Yeah. That's, she's kind of busy. Can you believe Ari and Sean didn't get a date this week? I was stunned. Which one is Sean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That bit's over. The bit is dead. Uh, yeah. I was, I was surprised by that. I was surprised by that. It, Especially when you consider the two guys she took on the one-on-one dates. Like, if you were to rank the four, like, best-looking, most intriguing guys to take on -on one-on-one dates, it would be Jeff, Ari, maybe Kalen, and Sean. Sean. And she didn't take any of those guys. She took Joe and Ryan. Triple Zs. Anyway, rose ceremony. Ryan and Jeff are safe. The roses go to Kalen, Ari, Michael. Nate, don't know who Nate is, Sean, Chris, Doug, Travis, Tony, John, Alessandro, Charlie, Alejandro, Stevie. Off the top of your head, do you can you think of anybody I didn't name? Because I can't. No. There's just not much drama in these rose ceremonies so far because they haven't invested any time into building up less important characters enough for us to care about them. Like, okay, if Stevie got a rose. Like, if he didn't get a rose, it would. It I kind of also feel like Emily, she got a really good top heavy cast of guys. Like, yeah. she has a, a handful of guys that are can compete with, you know, the Bachelor Hall of Fame of contestants. But then her bottom, like, 15, you could, you could take them or leave them. And it's like, who would you be heartbroken yeah, about exactly. being sent home? Like, maybe Charlie. No. Um, well, what? Dang, you are just really ragging on him for this brain damage thing, man. I mean, come on. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, you basically already know who the top. Like, I, if you were to tell me the top six, like, I best we, I bet we could guess four right now. Yeah. But folks, that won't stop us from recapping the rest of these episodes, which, if you haven't caught on by now, are coming out Tuesdays and Thursdays. If we're good about it, they'll be out Tuesday nights, midnight. Eastern time, 11 p.m. Central. So keep an eye out. Listen on your commute. Share them with your pals if you don't mind. Get some momentum going into RE season. Uh, it'll only be a little five-week show here, AB. Mm-hmm. So, so make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Earth, Google Home. Can you believe the, the robots they got these days, AB? I tell you what, they're <laughs> going to take over. Anyway, you got anything else? Nope, think we're good. Bad episode. Can you just agree so that people don't think if if this is your first time listening to the Rosecast and you think, ah, that wasn't that good. These guys aren't that great. What are they bringing to the table here? Can we just agree that our source material was lacking this time around? 
It was a it was a bad episode, in my opinion. Bad episode. Period. The episodes will get better. The the second, third, tough. It's tough because you don't have the first where you're meeting the guys, and then you're not narrowed down where guys are getting a lot of the screen time. Struggle of an episode, but we appreciate you listening as always. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.